Welcome to the Reliance Community Podcast. Worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock or 10.45 a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. There's so much going on in the world today. And indeed, we must be equipped. We must come together in unity as the body of Christ. We must pray for one another and hold one another in faith and before the Lord. And the things that I'm going to share with us today, I hope that they will be able to stir up faith in us and activate us even for such a time as this. Amen. Esther chapter 4 and verse 14, Mordecai writes and says, For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Brothers and sisters, I believe that we are living in a very crucial time where there are many critical issues that indeed are facing us in society. Uh, And like Pastor Aaron has mentioned about Pakistan, Uh, there are issues that we are dealing with in Africa, uh, particularly with the religious extremism and certain religions feeling like they can be able to take entire nations, entire communities, entire governments. And yet the church is placed by God in the midst of a time such as this to be able to administrate and steward the ministry the, 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 the mysteries of God and enforce the kingdom of God in such a time as this back in Africa as well as in America I believe issues such as religious traditions Jesus addresses them that we make the word of God to have no avail because of our traditions Lots of deception, falsehood, false teachers, false apostles, including false brethren. Religious extremism that is really on the rise and increase. I could go on and on and just share details of how it is affecting not only Pakistan and Africa, but even in nations such as America philosophies and traditions of men, particularly in a nation such as America, the postmodernism ideologies and trends that seem to come to engulf even the elect so that they wander away from the faith. And even entire congregations getting engulfed and swallowed into different forms of deception. In Revelation, Jesus addressing the seven churches. To one of the churches, he addresses them saying that you tolerate, you tolerate certain doctrines. You tolerate Jezebel. You tolerate uh, the the Nicolaitans, the doctrine of the Nicolaitans and the the philosophies and the, the doctrine of Balaam. All of these are forms of deception that we, even today, are facing only that they have come in different forms and conditions. Jeremiah 13 
and verse 24 to 25. Here is what the Lord says. Therefore, I will scatter them like stubble that passes away by the wind of the wilderness. This is your lot. The portion of your measures from me, says the Lord, because you have forgotten me and trusted in falsehood. Brothers and sisters, as we come to worship and praise the Lord, and as we choose to stand for our, the faith that we proclaim, God is reminding us to be aware of the falsehood that is in the world today so that we can unite in faith and be active in proclaiming our faith in the world today. Because if we are swallowed into the falsehood that easily lingers around us and seeks to infiltrate our hearts in our homes, our marriages, brothers and sisters, the Lord says that we will be forgotten by the Lord because we have forgotten him and we have chosen to trust in falsehood. There are, those are critical issues that we must be aware that are facing humanity today. We know that some of the religious extremism, like from where I come from, and listening to some research, Christian research groups, they are saying the way they see and monitor some of the issues that are going on. And I came to a conclusion after listening to them that if the church does not unite and begin to engage in strategic level prayer and effective discipleship and build a greater level of unity, and nations such as my own country of Kenya is already 50% gone to an Islamic agenda. And this is the agenda they have for many nations of the world. And so it is important for us to realize that we are at war. And of course the Bible tells us that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against spiritual powers and of darkness. We need to be able to know how can we stand and manage the issues that seem to conflict with our faith. I do believe that by the grace of God, God is desiring to raise up, to find a remnant mission force. A remnant mission force. A people who have been rooted and established in Jesus Christ. A people whose faith is anchored in Christ alone. We are to labor in strategic level prayer and cultivate an ongoing discipleship initiatives that is effective and comprehensive. I believe, brothers and sisters, this is the time for us to transform all our homes into strategic kingdom outposts. What does that mean? It means that we must begin to realize that if we reserve prayer for a prayer day alone somewhere else, the enemy will try and sneak into our homes because our homes remain prayerless. But how shall we shield our homes and families and our next generation, even the unborn or those who are young in marriage, brothers and sisters, I propose to us in the name of the Lord 
that it is time to transform our homes, our families, including our work places into strategic kingdom outposts. I'm not talking about us going out foolishly and advocating our faith in a foolish manner. But I do believe that we have the spirit of God and in the spirit of God there is wisdom, knowledge and understanding and we can be able to access the realms of strategy from the wisdom of God, from the spirit of wisdom that will enable us to indeed proclaim our faith and raise up shields of faith even in our workplaces and in our families. Galatians chapter 4 verse 19 to 20 Paul writes and says my, my little children whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Brothers and sisters the discipleship ministry is about laboring like a mother labors and fights for the life of that unborn child to protect it for nine months. But the joy comes when that baby comes forth. Amen. I remember years ago, uh, we were still living in Bungoma, and a pastor friend of mine calls me up. He says, Brother James, I'm stuck here in the village. My, my sister is, has been in labor for over 24 hours and we need help. There's no transportation and there were bad roads. So I took off in the middle of the night, drove very fast. Now in, when you come to Kenya, emergency vehicles are not the norm. <laughs> and so I was the emergency vehicle that night and went out into the village to pick uh, this lady who was about to give birth and her mom came with us as we drove back into town to hospital. And it was a bumpy road. And thankfully, it's nice to have some of the bumpy. That's the night when I appreciated the bumpy road in Africa. Because when we hit several bumps in the middle of the night, out in the village, trying to rest towards the hospital, suddenly I heard what the women call the water rock right behind and the back seat of my car and I'm thinking hallelujah <laughs> and soon after the water broke I heard the sound the, the cry of this little baby yeah. and I thought Lord what a blessing and a miracle that you can choose the back seat of my car to bring forth new life amen hallelujah it is a joy to see new creation come forth. But in the same way, brothers and sisters, there is an intensity that the Apostle Paul gives towards nurturing the young in Christ. And above all, every believer that we must labor for one another until the person Christ is formed in their lives. Do not give up for you who are parents with your children. Do not give up if you are a child and your parents have not known the Lord. Do not give up if your friends and relatives or if your school or your workplace is full of darkness and evil. We can stand like Paul and make this our prayer that Lord we are going to labor as a mother labors to bring forth life. We are going to labor in prayer 
We are going to labor in the word of God until Christ is formed in my family, until Christ is formed in my neighborhood, until Christ is formed in our educational system. Brothers and sisters, do not give up your educational system to the gates of hell. I see it's like the mouth, the gates of hell have been opened. We were discussing and praying at, with Nancy that indeed some of the schools, it's like the gates of hell have, have opened their mouths wide open to swallow our young children with human philosophies that are contrary to the will and the principles of Christ. Brothers and sisters, some of you just need to drive around some of the schools and pray and begin to proclaim and release the word of God. The Bible says the word of God is powerful and it's active. In the beginning, the world was void. It was darkness and confusion. But God said, let there be light. And there was light. Hallelujah. If the word of God was able to bring light in that day, I can assure you, if you rise up in faith as a remnant mission force, brothers and sisters, you will see light come even into our school system. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught abounding in it with thanksgiving brothers and sisters we need to be rooted in christ because as a remnant force the tasks ahead of us we will not be able to accomplish them if we have no roots when a storm comes when the wind blows trees that easily fall are trees that are not rooted deep I invite us to be rooted deep in Christ so that we can be able to stand. As a remnant mission force, we must have vision. We must have the right character. We must have the right attitudes. Guard our hearts with all diligence. Philippians chapter 2 verse 1 to 4. Paul again writes and says, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, even if fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy by being like-minded. Brothers and sisters, this is the time for the body of Christ to be like-minded. This is the time to have the same love. This is the time for us to be of one accord, to be of one mind. Think about it. The power of one mind. And it just seems so impossible in a society that is living in a postmodern era where everyone is so individualistic and every education system has taught us to be so independent. But brothers and sisters, that's the purpose of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed at Calvary. That blood bought us from our culture. That blood brought us from our tribes. That blood bought us from our ancestral bloodlines. And now we are one family in Christ. And we are one by the mind of Jesus Christ. We need to have the mind of Christ. I charge you, my American brothers and sisters, at times it gets to that place where you just have to put your American culture, attitude, and mindset on the cross of Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, fill me with your mind. Fill me with your spirit. 
so that we can be united in faith for one purpose in Christ Jesus. It goes on to say, let nothing be done through, uh, through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Think about that. That God is calling us into this kingdom of unity where we esteem others better than ourselves. Look, let each of you look out, not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. That's what we are being assigned as a remnant mission force, looking out for the interests of others. A remnant mission force needs to have a clear sense of objectives. I love the story of Paul before his conversion and his encounter with Christ and eventually what Christ assigns him to do to go to Ananias. And look at Acts chapter 9 as I begin to summarize my sharing today. Acts chapter 9 verse 10 to 16. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, here I am Lord. I was up early this morning and reflecting and meditating on this passage. That this man, Ananias, was such a strong disciple, rooted and established in Christ, that when the voice of the Lord called out to him, the man had no debate. He clearly knew that this is the Lord. Have we been rooted in Christ to the degree that at any moment, even up in the sky, flying for your business trip or Wherever you are in your home, that when the Lord calls out, you're able to respond without any sense of argument and like Ananias and say, Lord, speak, I'm listening. He said, here I am, Lord. And verse 11, so the Lord said to him, arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Look at the assignment that Jesus gives to Ananias. Very specific assignment. As I reflected on this, I thought of a message that a friend of mine uh, from Uganda, he spoke on the day before I had left Kenya. And he said that we must rise up as an elite mission force. And he gave the example of when Osama was taken out. He said, before that day, you do not hear of this specific elite team of special forces from America. You hear others doing different assignments. But this one time, you hear that a report from the president of the USA that a special team of special forces, an elite team, went out into the heart of a nation called Pakistan and took out a man called Osama bin Laden. And after that, you don't even hear about them again because they had a very specific objective. And he said, we need to begin to upgrade our prayers so that we don't just scatter our prayers praying recklessly, praying for anything and everything that the Lord has not assigned us. But we need to be like that elite task force 
that is objective, that is very purposeful in the assignment that the Lord has given us. And I look at Ananias as a man who was trained by God and the Lord assigns very precise instruction. And this man responds, of course, he argues a little bit. He says, but Lord, this man, Saul, he has been killing Christians. How do I go face him? But the Lord told him, go, for he is chosen. He is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And in Acts 9, 17 to 18, And Ananias went his way and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. And look at nine, Acts 9 and verse 20. The Bible says, Immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. Friends, I conclude my sharing today by making this proclamation to us. Today the Lord Jesus Christ has sent us into this place. He says, call forth the remnant mission force. Selfless men and women. It does not matter your age. That if you have had an encounter with the Lord, he's calling us from all spheres of life. You have been brought here not to have another church gathering, but to be fashioned, to be designed, designed by God, to be equipped, activated, and dispatched for strategic kingdom assignments. Romans 1.11, Paul says, For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, so that you may be established. This day, I proclaim in Jesus' name that there is an impartation of spiritual gifts in the lives of God's people. And if you can yield yourself to him, he will fill you, he will equip you, he will fashion you, he will activate you, he will deploy you. Praise the Lord. He wants to deploy a remnant mission force that goes forth in the power of his spirit. If you have not been filled with the spirit, desire to be filled with his spirit. If you are not rooted in his word, desire to be equipped and rooted and discipled in the word of God. Because we are in a time of great conflict and a strategic remnant mission force is being activated by the Lord. Because there is a window of opportunity for America. But we should not take the window of opportunity for granted. Let's utilize it for God's glory, for God's kingdom. Let's bow down in prayer. Eternal Father, we thank you. Thank you that you have such a good plan for each one of our lives. Even as you equip us. As you disciple us and as you dispatch us, deploy us, 
We pray that there will be a greater level of unity among the leaders and in this congregation and in among the families, the households that are represented here. And that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened to understand the purposes of God for such a time as this. Father, I pray for an impartation of your spirit in each one of us. That there will be an activation that comes by the power of your Holy Spirit to move us for the kingdom assignments that you have for us. Thank you because there is a strategic remnant mission force that's being activated in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening today. If you want to find out how to get involved, go to reliancecommunity.org.